0: Let's continue the word living by the truth, part two. Now I want us to go to our text that we began with last Sunday in Psalm 86, verse 11. From the Amplified Classic Version, David says, This is the Psalm of David. He says, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. So, he He connects the way of the Lord and to truth. Okay, you see that? The way, truth. And then he says this, direct and unite my heart solely, reverently, to fear and honor your name. And I told you uh, last week, hearing the truth and and choosing to live by it is critical in this hour, if there is anything that we are going to face, and we are already facing uh, as we live on this earth, the end of end times is deception. Deception. People are getting deceived. So many things happening. People dying because they were deceived that whatever they were following was true. We've seen that in our nation seen that over the years. It's not like the first time of people proclaiming that they're they are Jesus, and they refuse to be crucified. <laughs> if you proclaim you're Jesus, you'll be crucified. <laughs> when it, come to, it comes to crucifixion, they want to report to the police. <laughs> anyway. But, but the, the lies of the enemy. And therefore hearing the truth and choosing to live by it is critical in this hour. In John 14 verse 6, very familiar scripture. is the eternal words of Jesus. He says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. He says, I am the way the truth, and the life. This is not just for us to evangelize with, scripture to evangelize with, but we need to reflect in our lives that are we, do we know him as the way? Do we know him as the truth? Do we consider him as even born again believers? Do you consider him as the life? I remember the Lord speaking to me after I gave my life to Christ. I was thinking like, oh goodness, I'm going to get my job. I'll be a wonderful man. I don't have to drink. I don't have to do the things that I used to do. I'll have my money. Now I'm told I'm supposed to tithe. I'll be going to church. I'm tithing and do whatever I wanted to pursue in my education. Now I was reading the scriptures one day in Deuteronomy 34, 32, verse 47. And the, Lord's, the, the scripture says this, this is not a vain thing that I am telling you. This is your life. And it was revelatory. The Lord revealed to me that this is not something that you do, you do periodically. This is not something that you do once in, time, in, a, in, a, in a time in your life. This is your life. This is the way you think. This is the way you talk. This is the way you walk. This is everything. It's going to affect your entire life. And there are so many scriptures regarding that. You remember like Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 4, chapter 6. It says that uh, the, these words or commandments, you shall speak to them in your homes, when you are walking, when you are lying down. In other words, this is going to affect everything you do. You don't have two lives. You are of Christ. His word is our life. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. uh, For then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have what? Good success. This is your life. Then I had a sister. We, were in, we used to pray together as a group. One sister, when I started sharing this, I was so excited. Then her sister said, uh, who'll get married to Davis? All what they'll be doing is talking the Bible. All through. And I said, very true. It's good. I'll not get married to you because you'll bring me problems in my life. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And, and several things really turned out in our life that are not good. And well, I hope God just she got restored. But in John 15:26 also, it says uh, it. The, this scripture refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. Among other scriptures referring to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth, it says Jesus. Jesus' own words in verse 26 says, "But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you." From the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. So, if we say we are walking with God and we are, we are living a spirit filled life, you we must be a people of truth. We don't lie. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We don't trust in what the world is saying. We trust the living word of God. We live by the truth. We live by the word of God. A spirit-filled life is a life full of the truth. It's full of the truth. I, I remember I was telling someone this week, sitting down, helping someone and i said this don't ever compromise especially when you are under pressure don't ever compromise your core values especially when you are under pressure always but especially when you are under pressure the following morning thursday i was meeting a friend of mine a missionary and he was traveling back to the to the us that evening so we are having we're supposed to have breakfast at 8:30 in the morning because later on, I had so many meetings and he was going to travel later that evening. So I called him and I said, John, I'm getting late. He said, never mind, haraka. in fact, that's exactly what he said. He works among the Samburu people. And then I got near Westlands, that Westlands, Parklands, Baptist Church, there are traffic lights over there. And when I was driving fast, I don't want to delay John for, I don't want him to keep waiting for a long time. So I'm driving there, I'm coming so fast. And then I'm seeing the light is about to change into amber. Is it amber fast? or What do you call that? Before it, I'm just about. And I was about to press that accelerator. And I had those words. Don't compromise, especially when you are under pressure. I say, yes, sir, I stopped. For 51 seconds, I waited there. My heart was racing towards making it on time. But I'm telling you, it calmed me down, probably, probably the Lord just delivered me from an accident. I don't know, probably. Don't compromise your core values, especially when you are under pressure. I was telling someone else on, on Wednesday, Thursday morning, it was me. The sword, was, the sword was coming back to me now. Don't compromise. Don't compromise the truth, especially, your core values especially, when you are under pressure. The, the spirit of God, remember, in our salvation, we looked at that some two weeks ago. God made it possible for a man to become a new creation, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Man became a new creation. So it was possible for God to indwell man through his spirit. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. God united with man. And therefore, to unite with God is to love the truth. Live by the truth. Walk in the truth. Choose the truth always. I'll say it again. To unite with God is to love the truth, live by the truth, walk in the truth, choose the truth always. That's our light in the dark world. It's dark. It's becoming darker. (laughs) But this is our light, actually, the truth. It's the truth. Remember, the Bible says, in his light, we do what? We see light. We see light. I I would encourage you, please, if you would, for your own benefit, to read John chapter 8 in your own time. The whole of it. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Now, Let's go to some scriptures here. Sorry, before then, let me quote Pastor Carla. Some words that she spoke years ago. Pastor Carla said this, be ready to hear anything from the Lord. Always be ready to hear anything from the Lord. Anything. And I'm going to speak to you about selective hearing in a moment. And then another thing that Pastor Carla said, Said years ago, and it became mine. Is this one? Help me, Lord, that I may not believe even a single lie. Help me, Lord, that I may not believe even a single lie. Why would someone pray in that manner? Because they want the truth. Because they want the truth. Remember, the nature of the devil is lies. He's the father of lies. The Bible says when he speaks, he speaks out of his own resources. <laughs> the people when they start lying, you, you know, out, out of their own resources. That's the way they talk. They lie. Do not be, so having said that, I'm going to speak to you something here about uh, selective hearing. Do not be selective in your hearing where the truth is concerned. Do not be selective in your hearing where the truth is concerned. One of the dangers of selective hearing uh, is that it brings in a mixture into your heart or what they call, have you had people saying half-truths? They're not half-truths. It's a lie. This is deceptive. In fact, I was looking at the scriptures then, uh, the temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. When when, uh, when Jesus responded uh, to the devil, it's written, it's written, the third time when he was offering him the uh, the temptation, he started quoting the scripture too. But his motive was wrong. You, You understand that? And there are people who do that. But God says in his word, but the motive is wrong. They are justifying their deceptive actions. Don't do that. But the Lord, God says you, he helps those who help themselves. There's no scripture like that. Let me give you some of those selective uh, hearing. And, uh, and before I say that, let me make this statement. All that selective hearing, what it does, church, it impairs your hearing, and this can lead to a deception. It, it impairs your hearing, and that can lead to a deception. And many times you hear people say, God is love. He won't punish a sinner. He loves people. That's not true. He is love, yes. We know that. But listen to this God who is love, has made it so clear that every person who rejects Him, they'll be thrown into the lake of fire forever and ever that was prepared for the devil and his angels. But people don't want to accept that. The most common one is, don't judge me. Oh, that's common. You're You're judging me. Yeah, praise God, madam. <laughs> that is so common in our generation. People, they have sinned, they are walking in error. You start showing them their error, they say that you are judging them. Do you know how to come out of that? It's repentance. A change of thinking quickly, and what happens is this. Then you start, the Bible says, if we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged and condemned with the world. You judge yourself and you put that against the truth and you say, God, forgive me, I was wrong. Not I'm sorry, forgive me. I repent of it. I want to go to the world to renew my mind. That I don't don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And it is so common in our generation. People are saying, don't judge me. We are born this way. Dr. John Kisangani told us, he's a pediatrician and deals with babies, and said this, When a child is born, it's so easy to tell if it's a boy or a girl. The parents are waiting outside. You don't have even to do a blood test. It's obvious. Come on now. What are we confused about? It's obvious. Yeah! That's a boy. Not from the scream. You understand that? (laughs) But God, God made it so clear that we don't have to be confused about anything. Don't judge me. No, the scripture is clear about that. The scripture is clear about that. People say like, no, we don't have to fear God. Because now, we're in the new covenant, we are full of grace. And he loves us. Whoa, that's error. God is not a man. He loves us, but not, we are not equal to him. Or equal with him. Not, not at all. He's God. I spoke about the fear of the Lord. If you can go back and check out from the scriptures. So it is dangerous to have selective hearing to take some scriptures and form doctrine out of them and reject others and refuse to say that there's a lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels and all those who've who've rejected Jesus. People are dying every day and everyone who dies without Christ, they go to to hell. Church, that's the truth. That's why no wonder the scriptures say this, we work out our salvation with the fear and trembling. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the Almighty God. We must accept the truth. Let me show you something here about, about uh, that selective hearing. In 2 Timothy chapter four, verse three to chapter four, verse three to four, from the Passion Translation. For the time is coming, it's here. When they will no longer listen and respond to the healing words of what? Truth. Are you seeing that? They will no longer listen and respond to the healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. Oh, that is big in our generation. Nothing wrong with materialistic, you know, material things. Nothing wrong with that. But unfortunately, in our generation, that has become an identity. That's my identity. My house, my vehicle, my wife's. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, again, doctor... Dr. Libby made made us laugh yesterday. He said that it put on, you know, left beer, just too much of that on him. And then he came out of the vehicle and and his wife, Carol, had gone. I don't know if it's the supermarket or wherever it was. And there's a gentleman who who, who came to him and said, uh, oh, uh, Doc, Uh, so is this your, is that your second wife? Why is that? Because she looks very young. You left, no, in fact, you left the first wife in Nairobi, so this is your second wife. <laughs> because she looks so young. That's a compliment, Carol. But thank God you are not the second. You are the only and lonely. No, only and only. <laughs> not lonely. Only and only. But listen this. People just, they become so selfish and proud. And listen this. They will seek out teachers with the soothing words that line up with their desires. And their desires is what? They are what? Selfish and proud. So they will do what? They will seek out teachers with the soothing words that line up with their desires saying just what they want to hear. And I promise you, I'll never say just what you want to hear. I'll say what the word of God says. I promise you, i lift up my right hand. So. <laughs> just what they want to hear. Oh, it's popular. I want to go to a place that I won't be judged. They don't talk about sin. Look what follows next. They will close their ears to the truth and believe nothing but fables and myths. They believe nothing but fables and myths. They do not want the truth. Don't accept that, church. Don't accept that. Make up your mind, you are ready to hear anything that the Lord will want you, will want to speak to you, and nothing else but the truth. That is self-explanatory, is that so? Huh? That, That came as a result of what I've said, of a selective hearing. You'll have such teachers, they'll teach you. Their talk is earthly, has nothing to do with the kingdom. It's earthly. And earthly, and it's devilish. Listen to John eighteen thirty-seven. This is Pilate. Remember, he's talking to Jesus, and the wife had had a dream and said, Have nothing to do with that man. He's a holy man. You remember that, Pilate? Uh, he's about to make that decision, actually. And then Pilate, in verse 37, Therefore said to him to Jesus, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly, that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Look what follows next. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Mark that I'm going to speak to you about some things regarding that. Everyone. Who is of the truth does what? Hears my voice. Listen to what Pilate said. Pilate said to him, what is truth? (laughs) What is truth? But he didn't even wait to get the answer. The Bible says, and when he had said this, he went out. (laughs) Can you imagine that? He didn't sit down to, to be told by Jesus what the truth was. Listen to this. He said, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. We must love the truth so that our hearts are always open to hear it or to hearing it. We must love the truth. We must love the truth so that our hearts are always open to hearing it. Or is it to hear it? Inclining, listen, inclining your heart to the truth is a major key to hearing God's voice. Inclining your heart to the truth is a major key to hearing God's voice. Incline your heart to the truth. It's easy for you to hear God's voice. Remember, he says, Jesus said this, everyone who is of the truth he has my voice. Did you see that? Do you see the connection? Everyone who is of the truth does what? He has my voice. So when we incline our hearts to the truth, we want the truth. That is a major key. A major key to hearing the voice of God. People say, I'm not hearing God's voice. Are you ready for the truth? <laughs> Are you ready for the truth? I don't hear God's voice. Are you ready for the truth? So we must open our hearts to the truth. To the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Now, God, First John 4, 5, 6, uh, chapter, 1 John 4, 5, 6. You, you see the connection? I'm asking you. Because I want you to hear it. I want you to perceive it. I'm not speaking to you in Latin. And then you go, <laughs> Not so. I'm speaking a language that you, you are supposed to be understanding. First, John says this. They are of the world. First, I wanted to show you the connection between hearing, between the truth and our hearing. You see that? And our hearing. God is, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So if we love the truth, we can easily hear him. Do you know what the truth does? It sanctifies even our motives. It sanctifies our motives. Because you have seen the teachers there, they lay up teachers for themselves The ones that they are going to choose to hear. I don't like him because he talks about sin in his preaching. Okay, which one do you want? I want the other one. Okay. Are you selective (laughs) in your hearing or you want the truth? You crave for the truth. You see the connection, yeah? I'm still asking. You've seen the connection? Okay, all right, fine. You know, I don't want to come over here on Sunday, and especially when I sense it's the time to teach the Word of God, I don't want to come and just say, Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And you are, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He is blessing, he is blessing. And and then after the service, you are tired. You need some stretches. (laughs) But you don't have anything in your spirit concerning the truth. Now, 1 John 4, 5 and 6 says, They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Woo, that's good. Church, that's good. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. Hallelujah, that's the difference. We are of God. He who knows God, hears us. Hears us. He who is not of God, does not hear us. By this we know the Spirit of truth and the Spirit of error. What is what is it that you don't understand? That's so clear. What is it that you don't understand? You know, I've, I've, I've seen, it's, it's amazing. We have every kind of prophets, and they are true prophets, and I honor true prophets. But every kind of, some kind of prophets nowadays. I remember Pastor Carlo when we when were ordaining me as a pastor, he said, now, Davis, you know the way she speaks, if you know her. I don't want comedian." in this church <laughs> to do comedy here on the platform. It has become so popular. And nowadays, there are every kind of so-called prophets and comedians to entertain people. Preach the word. I was given 1st and 2nd Timothy, actually, in my ordination. It's preach the word. And I, I, I've seen even, even a prophet, so-called prophet. Like you come on a Sunday and there's a, a football match in the evening, and I'm prophesying which team will win. I've seen that. I've seen that. What has that to do with the kingdom, church? I've seen that. I've I've watched that. It was one of these uh, you all of the European leagues. I I watched that, and he prophesied. Thus says the Lord. This is what the Lord says concerning this team that is playing this evening. I differ in capital letters. That's the spirit of wearer to me. What has that to do with anything? The world hears them. Nothing with football. But listen to this, he's a God. Be careful. That's not popular for em you M- M- and all the people. That's not popular. But the truth, the spirit of where? The spirit of the world. That has nothing to do with, with the church, really, on Sunday. Huh? I may stay here for some time. Because it, it seems like this is a this is a heavy matter. The spirit, we are of God, he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, Now look at this. Let me say this. Hearing the truth is determined by the condition of our hearts. It's really determined by the condition of our hearts then this affects our worship and everything else we do. Actually, it affects, like what Deacon Yvonne was saying, uh, was saying concerning priesthood, it affects even our priestly responsibilities unto God. For any priest in the Old Covenant to enter into the presence of God, they had to be separated from God the world from anything that is defiling. I'm not telling you now you're going to look for a room to separate yourself from the world and stay there. That's error. That's going into a ditch. And you've seen that ditch of shakahola. That's a ditch. No, 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 not at all. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. What is it that sanctifies us from the worldly defilements is the truth, the Word. John 17 17. Sanctify them, separate them from the world. Separate them with the truth. With the truth, your Word is truth. That's what separates us. So we can be among sinners. Of course, we are. Many places you go to. You have even brothers and sisters who are not born again. You don't tell them, don't touch your glass, my glass. Yeah, you know, oh, no, the blood. You've touched my my, my my glass, you've defiled it. I'm of God. No, that's religion. Don't sit next to me, I'm holy. <laughs> Now, that's religion. Now, that's, that's a, the, another ditch right, the, right there of religion. But listen to this. It's the word that separates us. On a daily basis. basis. What, what is that, church? Listen to this. Our attitude is different towards the things that we face on a daily basis. We have the word in our minds. We have the the word in our hearts. David says in Psalm 119, verse 9 says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you, we are set apart, we are following the truth, we have the spirit of the truth in us, the Holy Spirit helping us to live a holy, pleasing life unto God. In the world which is dark, in the world which is twisted, in the world which is deceived, we are the light because we walk in the truth. Are you seeing that? You haven't jumped around and shouted, Hallelujah, glory, glory, Pastor. Ooh, hallelujah. So let me say it again. Hearing the truth is determined by the condition of our hearts. Condition of my heart, condition of your heart. And then this affects our worship and everything else we do. Remember John 4 23 24? But the hour is coming. And now he is when the true worshippers will worship the Father, what? In spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. This affects our worship, our priestly responsibility unto God. Unto God. Until when we lift our hands to worship the Lord, the Bible says, lifting up holy hands Holy hands. Why is that so? Because what is it that has made us holy? It's not the do's and dots. It's the word that is in us. And our attitude towards the word. Our response to the word. You and I cannot overcome the world without the word. No. Listen to Matthew 13 15. Still uh, talking about hearing the truth is determined by the condition of the heart. This is the prophecy of Isaiah and uh, Jesus now, he's quoting this prophecy because he's speaking to these people and they could not hear him. They refused to hear the truth. In fact, if you read chapter 8 of of John, at some point they say this, we tell you you are a Samaritan and you have a demon. (laughs) Can you imagine telling God that way? You have a demon. Can you imagine? It's unimaginable. Yeah, they said it. We've told you you are a Samaritan and you have a demon. He says, I don't have a demon. But I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And you don't honor my father because you don't hear his words. Now look at verse 15 there. It says this. For the hearts of these peop- people have grown Dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. That does not mean to sleep. Is they close their eyes because light has come and they've chosen darkness. Lest they should hear with their lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts unturned, so that I should heal them. He came to heal his people. His own rejected him. The Bible says he came to his own, and his own rejected him. The truth, the life, but they rejected him. How sad. Let's not be the one that will reject and deny him in our generation. Do you know he said to the church in Revelation chapter three verse twenty? That is not an evangelistic scripture, by the way. That is you're speaking to the churches, and he says this: "I'm out, I'm knocking." Remember, Jesus is outside there, in his own church, outside his own church. I'm knocking. The moment he knocks. He's knocking, and they say, "We worship you, O Lord. You are worthy to be." Praised. And they say, "I'm knocking." No, no. We worship you, oh Lord. <laughs> Remember the condition of our hearts is so critical in true worship. True worship. Let me give you. Let me let me ask you a question, and you can fill in the blanks for yourself. Have you ever come to the church, uh, to church for the church service? You, you woke up early, you prepared yourself, you've been reading the Bible, just, your heart is just fired up for the Lord. When you came in, the opening psalm is read, you say, that's my girl. She read the scriptures, just, just what the Lord has been speaking to me. Praised him like Carol comes up, she sings the first song and said that's my girl, oh, they are spirit-led. She sang the song That the Lord has been speaking Those words actually Are the words that the Lord has been speaking To me And uh, come with the worship songs And you've lifted up your hands And your t- tears are coming down Out of your, you know, your eyes Down the cheeks And you are so excited And then I come up And I, even before I clear my throat You hear the, the voice of God Just there Just that your heart is sensitive. I mean, come, <clears throat> and, then, and then inside of you, you say, that the Lord says, I'm clearing your paths. <laughs> In other words, your heart is so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that you are hearing, and you come out of the service, and you are there, you are writing the notes, and, and, and your neighbor is like, hmm. Their, their hearts are not ready. And then you come out and you've got your answers, you've written down, you go out and it's one breakthrough after another and you just know that the Lord spoke to you. Then went through some challenges. After some time you've been thinking about, you've taken in lies, does God really care? Where am I going through this? These are lies of the enemy. You come the next, after several Sundays, you've come back to the same church. She opens with her something. I wonder if they're hearing God. Look at her dress. You're not even listening. And then maybe Carol say, shouts, Hallelujah! Ah, finish that praise and worship. Let me sit down. I'm not saying when you sit down, that's what you're thinking, but so." <laughs> many times as a, uh, as a lot also with some things happening in your heart. Then Daniel came to us, you, you thought like the present worship is over, then I came up. <laughs> and I thought, oh God, will I come back to this church again? I'm, why do they take this long? Does it take this long for God to hear? It's the condition of your heart. It's the condition of your heart is the condition of your heart. Amen. I've gone to meetings. I remember going to a meeting with Pastor Wade and Pastor Carl and Tina and I, we went there. And there was a man who was speaking and, and he said that we stand up. And he said, if, will, you, will you please stand up and, and stay in faith with me and I want you to keep standing. And uh, Pastor Wade was in front of me, he was 30 years, about 31 years actually, older than I. And uh, he was standing Pastor Carl and Tina, they had uh, you know, high heel shoes, so they sat down, uh, just understandably. But I thought, Pastor Wade is standing. I'm standing also. And the, we stood over two hours, yeah? Because actually, that preacher would preach for long. You no, know, they're the ones that you think they are winding up, and they say, lift up your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, lift up your hands. Uh, and, And then you hear, the Lord is moving. Lift up your hands again. Lift up your hands. Just stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. It was over two hours. But you know what? My heart was full. I wasn't complaining. I didn't have a sore feet. I was doing it by faith in Christ Jesus. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it, flaws, the issues of life. Check out the condition of your heart on a daily basis. Don't take anything for granted. These hearts, they say, the hearts, the, the, the hearts, the hearts of these people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. In other words, listen this church. Healing is available but they could not receive the healing because of the condition of their hearts. Are you seeing that? So that I should do what? They should should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should do what? Heal them. Healing is available. Let me make some statements here. Let's go to John 8 quickly over here. John eight forty two, Did I say 42? I think it should be... Yeah, 42 to 47. Listen to the words of Jesus. I encourage you to go read uh, chapter 8. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you'd love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself but he sent me. Are you seeing that? Now look what follows. Look at what follows. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Listening, paying attention to the word spoken, brings uh, understanding. Is that clear? When you listen keenly to the words that are being spoken, understanding comes in. I I remember speaking with Pastor Carla this week, and it was an audio call, and I was talking to her, explaining to her of a situation, and then she said this, Davis is not so clear there, because it seems like where you are is windy, because I'm hanging on every word that you are speaking, so that I may receive understanding and for us to agree concerning this situation. That's important. Actually, in the DU, uh, Divinely United Couples, we are doing the art of, uh, we call it what? The communication is communication in marriage. And that is one of the key things, actually. Sitting down for your spouse to speak without interrupting. That is uh, something there. <laughs> you may be interrupting in your heart, but you are building out discipline. you <laughs> ever, as your wife or husband or someone, a friend, they're about to say something and you think, I know that, I know that. Should I allow them to continue, I interrupt. <laughs> that was so good, because Steve and I sat down, actually, we used that model and we sat down, and I was able to hear something from her, there is no way I could have heard it if we hadn't followed that model. That is productive. Amen? You know, sweetheart, you know what I was thinking about uh, uh, the, the, the house that you want to construct? Which one? Because you already met with the architect. Anyone who knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, just few of us, you all are flourishing. <laughs> I already met with the architect, this deal is done. I mean, uh, uh, why didn't you say that a few days ago? I said, but you know what, honey, what I wanted to say about that? You know what the architect actually said? <laughs> I used to tease Tina, she went to a, a school in South B. It's called what, Nairobi? Nairobi South Primary School. So we'll be driving through there. She gave me, you know, a test, uh, stories concerning that school many times. So I knew if we'd reach there, when we reach there, she'll start. Honey, do you remember this is the school that I went to? And when I was a small girl, and I don't know class what, there was a, a person who died, and they were, they were, the body was in this Catholic church. And we came as little children, and we were really afraid. So, I had that story for a long time, until I decided to tell it myself. (laughs) So we'll be, I'll be driving when we would reach there and I say, honey, do you remember this is the school (laughs) that I went (laughs) and when I was a small girl, I'll just sit there and she looks at me and I say, did you get the story? As you say, honey, that's not kind. (laughs) You can decide to be married and be sour for the rest of your life as we laugh even at our mistakes. Amen. Praise God. Now look at this then. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do do you remember those ones who will select teachers and they'll have those teachers because of what they are they are proud and all what that wanted to do is to hear what those teachers will tell them and look what what follows follows next he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand what in the truth because let's say it because there is no truth in him. There's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is what? A liar and the father of it. Let's go to the next one. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. How sad. And then he says this in verse 46. Which of you convicts me of sin... And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Were they created by God? Yes. Was it God's design for them to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Yes. But they refuse the truth. Refusing the truth aligns one's life with the father of lies. Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life. We must love the truth, we must want the truth, we must desire to hear the truth. I rest my case. Right there. That's the truth, church. That's what you want. The word of God is full of his power and ability. Do you agree? Do you agree? The word of God is full of his power and his ability. However, unfortunately, this power or ability to manifest freely in our lives is determined by the condition of our hearts. And in the parable of the sower, our hearts are referred to as the soil. The word of God, let me say it again, is full of his power and ability. The word of God is full of his power. It's full of his ability. However, this power ability to manifest freely in our lives is determined by the condition of the soil, the condition of our hearts. If the heart or the soil is right, Cultivated by the truth, there's much fruit or harvest. If the heart is right, what makes the, the heart right? The truth. Have you seen that? It's the truth. It's not the do's and don'ts. It's the truth. It's prioritizing the word in our lives. We want the truth. We want the word. We want the truth. We want the word. Uh, you make up your mind, I'm a person of the truth. I'm going to stay with the truth in my generation. I want you to have the parable of the sower in your mind. I'm going to say it again. The word of God is full of his power and ability. However, this power or ability to manifest freely in our lives is determined by the condition of the heart. And if the heart is right, cultivated by the truth, there's much fruit or harvest that will be visible in this life. Let's go to Luke 8.15, the Passion Translation. Just to rest my case right there. Luke 8.15. This is the parable of the sower to emphasize or to make it clear or to validate from the scriptures what I've just said, the seed that fell into good, fertile soil, have you seen that? Remember, he's not talking about planting. This is about, because in Mark chapter 4, I think in verse 20, he says this, the sower sows the word. So then, The seed that fell into good, fertile soil represents those, say it with me, lovers of truth. You missed a place to shout. Right there. The seed that fell into good, fertile fertile soil represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. Wow, wow. They respond. You know, hearing does what? Response. I'm going to show that in a few minutes. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is a seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The sea that fell into good, fertile, represents, fertile soil represents what? Those lovers of what? Truth. I'm a love of truth. Let's say it. I'm a love of truth. I'm a love of truth. I choose the truth. I desire the truth. I want the truth. I want to perceive the truth. There's so many lies, people. It's dark in this world. I desire the truth. He says this, but, but these lovers of truth, who hear it deep within their hearts. Have you ever been really truly in love? This is deep. You understand? When you're truly in love, is deep. Someone may wake you up and say, Tina. <laughs> you're really in love. And and, um, I've I've not been doing that. You understand that? Wake me up and say, hey, what is it now? (laughs) I need to sleep some more. (laughs) But look at this. It's deep within their hearts. Lovers of truth. John 4, 24, he says what? He's seeking those who do what? Who worship him what? In spirit and truth. Now that is deep right there. Sincerity, and he says this: "Who will hear it deep within their hearts?" In other words, church, like right now, I'm speaking. I've been speaking for hours—not for hours, for some time, for the last 30 minutes. You all are looking at me like, "What? Make this have this right." It's not 30 minutes; close to an hour. So we need to wind up. Now look at this. But I've been speaking. Probably to some you've been hearing was. To some, it's deep. Deep in a way that you want even to change your lifestyle to fit with the truth. That takes preparation. That takes preparation. That takes preparation of the heart. In other words, let me, let me give you an example of this. When, when, when someone comes into your office, and you are seated there, and uh, you look at them, at their hair, and then you, you browse to their feet, quickly, in one second. That's not good. You are not deep. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, come on now. Can I tell you some truth there? You're not deep. Browse. And then you respond according to the Google search. Because you did quickly. That's not being deep. I'm telling you the truth. An honorable thing is to look at them in the eyes and stay right there as they come in. You, you understand that that's ve- that's an honorable thing so, oh, oh, yes how can i help <laughs> in in our vernacular we say this unanipima <laughs> you understand that then now that's our vernacular over here but that's not that's not been deep actually but listen this you can hear words but because your heart is prepared you hear deep conversations of the holy spirit it takes work it's not obvious you can be talking to someone and you're preparing your bed at home you've even cleaned the floor and you're about to eat your omena and and you're just there and you're just there you 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 still talking and, and you, you, you are paying attention. And in Kenya, mostly, we shake our hands, we nod very fast. And that does not mean they are paying attention at all. Don't ever be moved by that. You want to know if they are paying attention? Ask them a question. Then they will respond. Listen to this. Deep conversations take preparation of the heart. goes all across in hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. It takes preparation of the heart. The more we prepare our hearts to the truth, through the truth, by the truth, and for the truth, the deeper our conversations with the Holy Spirit. John seventeen seventeen. I wind up with this, please. John 17, 17. Praise God. Are there any conversations in your heart? Huh? Huh? Or you're looking at my pink shirt and wondering why I have a pink shirt. Why didn't I wear a (laughs) blue? No, just kidding. (laughs) But are there any conversations in your heart with the Holy Spirit? Allow them to happen every time you're hearing the word. Every time you're hearing the word. Allow those conversations Listen to this, and with the one that you love when you're talking to them, allow those conversations to come to be deep in your heart. Now look at this. Sanctify them, Jesus said, by your truth. Your word is truth. Can you have it? I think the amplified classic version, please. Sanctify them. What is there another word there from the Amplified Classic? Purify. Purify. Do, do they still bring in uh, crude oil from Mombasa pipeline? It's no longer? Pipeline from Mombasa used to have pipeline. I don't remember. Yeah, but most it was what? It was finished. Now it's finished. Okay. But do you remember those years when I was a small boy, Kenya pipeline was big. Uh, But they'll they'll bring in, now they'll have to do what? To purify it. If I can use a layman's language. It's to purify it so that it can be whatever needs to be. Okay? But look at this. It's sanctified. Yeah, crude oil was never coming from Mombasa. It was already done. Okay. But when they, whatever they do, the oil from the ground, it has to go through a process to do what? To purify it. Is that clear? Now that's a layman's language. You may be deep in that, I'm not. But I'm showing you of a process. So he says, sanctify them, purify. That means that the impurities that are being removed. You see that? This is, this is there, there's too much impurities in this. So what do I need? I need it to be what? Purify. Impurities defy. Then, so Jesus said this, sanctify them or do what? Purify or do what? Consecrate Separate them for yourself. Make them holy. Same word, by the way. Make them holy. And what does that? What is it that purifies? What is it that consecrates? What is it that separates us? What is it that makes us holy? The truth. And what does he say? Your word is truth. Church, a separation from the world is by allowing the word to penetrate into our hearts. Or to penetrate our hearts. The entrance of his word brings what? Light and it brings in understanding. Did you receive anything out of that? Stand up on your feet, please, as you go to 3 John chapter 1. I'll throw these scriptures to you. 3 John chapter 1 uh, to you as you wind up. Praise God. Do you have it in verse 2, please? John 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The truth I may sing you a song. The truth, the truth, the truth, the truth. Now, look at this in Third John 2. It says this. Beloved, I pray that you may. Oh, no, no, no. Let's go back. To, oh, yeah. Let's, that's okay. Verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in how many things? All, All things. And be in health just as you are. Saul prospers. Now look what follows next. Look at verse verse three. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, prosperity, healing, and all that, that's the truth. It says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. See or hear the voice of the Holy Spirit right there. What he says from verse 2 that I have, go back to verse 2 please. He says, beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And he says this, for I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. It gives our father pleasure, great pleasure. When you choose the truth, because he knows lies of the enemy are actually destructive. And what follows next to say this I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That's what you want, church. The truth. Amen? You've received the truth? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. I receive your word. In the name of Jesus. I believe. The seed of the word. Has fallen into good. Fertile. Soil. That represent. The lovers of truth. I am a lover of truth. I choose to hear the truth. I choose to love the truth. I choose to walk in the truth and live by the truth. I just want you in your own language To have those conversations with the Lord. That you know, even lies, there may be lies you've spoken. Things that you have hidden for a long time in your heart, you know that they are not consistent with the truth. I want you to have those conversations with the Lord. And I'm asking you, Holy Spirit of God, to do the work in our hearts. The Father says so shall his word be that goes forth from his mouth he shall not return to him void but he shall accomplish that which you please or he pleases and prosper in the thing they unto. I'm asking you Holy Spirit to sanctify your people. As they open their hearts to you lies of the enemy are demolished. Every plant that our Heavenly Father has not planted in you is uprooted as you open your heart to the truth in repentance. Justified even yourself to live the way you've lived because of what happened in the past. This is why I'm living the way I'm living. Not so. You choose the truth. Those are lies of the enemy refuse those lies and say, Lord, I want the truth. Forgive me. Forgive me for this life, sir. Forgive me for accepting things that do not glorify you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit of God, thank you for the work of the kingdom in the hearts of your people. Thank you for deep conversations that I say in the name of Jesus that they will not just end here, but they will continue throughout the week. They will continue in their lives concerning the choices that they will make to honor you. I speak your blessing upon your people. Thank you for the word that sanctifies us purifies us, cleanses us from the world, the defilements of the world. Our Father, thank you for your mercy and for your grace and for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth helping us, helping us. As someone that you have been in a in a relationship that you know is not of God. I'm saying these words by faith. There is a separation that is taking place, but you must allow the Holy Spirit to do the work. I break that ungodly soul tie in the name of Jesus. I break its power. You are free now to make that decision, to choose to honor God. The power is in your hand. Nothing can stop you from making that decision that will glorify God. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you.